the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule, and we had a little bit of a break um, from this uh, wonderful publishing of this little on-demand spectacle of Ibiza life uh, for the last few weeks, so I'm going to apologise to begin with because, yeah, summertime Ibiza, a lot of other projects going on, a lot of podcast making, and I just really haven't had time, I'm not going to lie, so I do, yeah, sincerely apologise for not being as consistent as I would like to have been. Um, But in the meantime, um, while you've had a little bit of time out, I do just want to um, encourage you to go to iTunes and leave us a little review um, for the Reset Rebel podcast, because the more reviews we get, the more traction we get on our podcast, the more people get to hear about some of the wonderful work uh, that we are doing on this podcast. And that is precisely what today's show is actually all about. And I'm joined by one of our favourite guests of the show, Mr. Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza. And he was one of our, well, he was the first guest on this very podcast. So I'm really happy to be sitting here at his local bar and restaurant, Cancarune. Yeah, hi, Joe. I'm very glad to be here. And actually, the only reason I'm here is to get a free beer off you. So thank well, you for inviting me for the free beer. Some things never change, Toby Clark. Always a free beer involved where, uh, where you are. Absolutely. I'm up for that. Well, you know, it's it's Friday. I mean, people are going to be listening to this on uh, Monday morning, but um, it is Friday afternoon or Friday evening now, and it feels only fitting to, to round things off with a, a cheeky little canya. Absolutely, yeah. Friday um, just feels like any other day to me on Ibiza, though. So any day gets confused into other days. If you're working, I think, in the tourist industry, any day feels like any other day because you're working all the days and hours. So, yeah, it just feels like every day feels like Friday to me. So I have a beer every day. Well, why not? If you can, um, but it's 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 interesting for me because um, I have actually just finished five days of quite traditional style work, um, reading the news, which is what I used to do when I was there back in London, and um, I've actually had one of the worst weeks I've had in a really long time, and it's actually just yeah stirred up all kinds of debate in my head about you know going back to doing kind of like office work and sort of feeling like sitting and and being on a laptop is really one of the worst things that I can do for myself I felt I've gone through every emotion in the last few days yeah I just find that sitting at a laptop is obviously the antithesis of what you do um for for, for work um but you know I haven't really sat around on a laptop for sort of days on end for a really long time and it yeah it's just not particularly that good for the soul is that the reason you got out of the rat race and uh, started up walking Ibiza uh, no, not at all. I got out of the rat race, which is coming up to 12 or 13 years ago now, and decided to come back home to my birthplace, which is Ibiza, and actually didn't know what I was going to do. And I was bored here, didn't really know what I was going to do in my life, and the story goes that I suddenly decided to try and walk around the entire island, and that's what I did. With one euro. I mean, let's not forget that part. <laughs> it, it feels like I can't keep that one still going nearly 10 years on. It's actually the 10th anniversary of walking Ibiza next year, so just in over a year's time. And yeah, the story of me walking around the island is a very interesting story, but it feels like it's maybe had its time 10 years on. But then people still keep asking me about it, and if people haven't heard it before, it's amazing. So yeah, I walked around the whole coastline of Ibiza, survived on one euro, and after that didn't really still know what I wanted to do, 
And what I didn't realise at the time it was that that walk around the island by myself or with me and my dog Cosmo... Are you actually burping on our podcast? I mean, for God's sake, Toby <laughs> Clark, please have some decorum here. I was taking some breath of fresh air. <laughs> and, yeah, and that was the life-changing moment when Walking of Ether was born. So it's quite amazing that all this time on, it's still going. I can't believe it sometimes that I get paid... Um, to do the glorious thing of walking but I do and yeah when I have to sit on my laptop to answer your question it does my head in and if I'm, I'm sat there for more than about an hour Cosmo comes and looks at me and says come on it's time to go out for a walk or get up and do something so yeah I, I cannot sit on my laptop for very long if I do I end up um, on Facebook looking at um, silly dog videos or something I'm not, I lose my focus quite quickly when I'm just sat there being boring doing emails and all that sort of stuff so good to get up and get out I honestly, really, honestly, almost lost my temper last night, actually. I, I got to about 12 hours in. It was a pretty intense workload of news reading that I've, I've had to do this week. And I just, yeah, I just really got quite angry. And I felt like Mount Vesuvius ready to sort of blow uh, by the end of the day. And I kind of went out for a walk. And within about, it probably only took me about 30 minutes of walking to kind of get my mojo back. But it was amazing. You know, the power of walking basically sorted me out completely. But I just thought... You know, this is just not for me. I can understand why people live for the weekend and, you know, really want to have a good few beers after work most days because <laughs> it is, it's a bit stressful. It's a, and, and, and sitting still, I think, just um, for me, just brings up all of my stuff. It's a, you know, you can't escape um, from your mind, your head. You, you know, when you're sitting still, you're not moving around. Um, I think you can get very um, caught up in everything that's going on upstairs and that's not necessarily a good thing um, for a lot of people I think movement is medicine and it also is a way to just get out of your head and into your heart and into your body and feel a little bit more connected to this uh, wonderful vessel um, that we have that obviously is you know a big uh, intrinsic part of what you do with walking Ibiza you, you really kind of keep people <laughs> Toby's suddenly put Instagram live on brilliant just what I needed <laughs> just to t- totally put me off my stride and completely distract me. And I do love a bit of distraction on a Friday night. There We're both go. looking gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Davey's doing his hair. You yeah, look you look yeah. amazing, darling. <laughs> yeah, I just suddenly thought this should go out more than just on a podcast. So hello everyone on Instagram as well. Maybe we should ask the audience do they want to watch the beer or the um or us? Well, you know, I think that the bubbles rising is probably more interesting yeah, than the true. two of us talking absolute codswallop to one another. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, going back to it, what was it that you were doing on the island before Walking Ibiza was born? You want to go about that far? I'm just intrigued, actually. What's the, like, uh, the worst job you've ever done? Oh, the worst job? Um, in fact, I think the worst job I've ever had is when I moved to Ibiza, um, what now, 10 years ago, and I was doing all sorts of odd jobs. I was a wedding barman for a bit, and I just drank too much, so that didn't last very long. <laughs> and That's then where I- you got it from. <laughs> Then I absolutely love boats, and there was this advert, this ad Facebook was just getting into its own back then, and I really loved boats, and there was an, an advert on Facebook for saying, someone, if you want to come and clean a boat, and then you can spend the day out on the boat. And I thought, that's a great, great way. I get paid for cleaning a boat, and then I go out on this lovely boat, and I went to clean it, and it was the worst job down in the pit of the, the bottom of the boat. It was stinking hot, oily and greasy, really not very nice. And um, after an hour, I came up from the heat, sweating and not feeling very great and just said, I'm not doing this anymore. And that was it. 
<laughs> so I never got the free day out on the boat and um, I didn't clean much of the boat either. That's probably the worst job I've had. <laughs> I think it's interesting though because I think, you know, for me, doing this job this week reminds me of what I was doing before I moved to Ibiza and changed my life and, you know, decided to sort of give up the day job and not, you know, spend my life sitting in an office. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously I'm managing to do this job now from Ibiza, which is like, you know, completely unique to be able to newsread and send it back to a London newsroom and get paid a London wage. I was like, yeah, rubbing my hands together. But actually, yeah, I just sitting it on my laptop for 12 hours is not something that I want to do with my life. And actually, you know, it's just reminded me of all the things that I don't want to do. So it's kind of interesting, you know, when you get into it, you know, you have to make a little bit of magic and try a little bit harder, I think, to do the things you really do want to do when you come to Ibiza and, and manage to keep on doing them because it it's not always that easy to make money out of doing the things you love but you are doing a very good job at doing exactly that yeah I, I am and I'm absolutely blessed and pinch myself every time I realise that I'm doing what I am absolutely love doing walking outside, kayaking that we do in the summer which is just beautiful, I love doing the kayaking trips for sunset and that and I think it's because it just came about organically and I think if you find your passion and you really enjoy doing it if you just carry on doing it not overly thinking about I want to make a million bucks out of it then it will happen I think too many people put too much effort and try and push and I learned that years ago from having um, run a company in England I was really pushing I would try and push the round hole into a square peg and is that the right way around no 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 no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a bit like the play school thing and you put a you know a little yeah. like we're going through the round window it's a round peg into, into a, square a square hole, hole. that <laughs> that way round <laughs> when i said it i thought david I thought didn't go to play school i thought that's wrong no i was a, I was a hippie school on a, in ibiza so didn't have any of those toys to play with and and i think that when you yeah back then I was really forcing everything and I realised that nowadays I go much more with the flow and don't force everything in don't if it doesn't work don't push it and don't force that <laughs> peg in the wrong hole just keep all of your pegs people <laughs> just just watch where you're putting those pegs I think yeah. uh, <laughs> uh dear. I you know there's a lot of uh, well there's a lot of pegging that goes on in your business there let's be honest and uh, I'm sure you forced uh, quite a few pegs into holes at various points in time because obviously one of the the big things you do on some of these walks is camping yes um and you you know well i've done your round the island walk which is a a 12 day extravaganza that's another podcast altogether joe well there is a whole podcast (laughs) dedicated in fact i only listened to it the other day and i have to say this is the most ridiculous statement but i'd actually say it was probably one of the best podcasts i've ever made it just makes me laugh so much to this day when we put the Mm all 12 episodes stitched together like the documentary style kind yeah. of uh, extravaganza of those 12 days of camping and hiking and um yeah camping and pegging it was it was that you, you went on the first ever trip where everyone still had to carry their backpack and because i was i was feeling that everyone should do it the same way i did it i carried everything i needed to on my back and i thought well if someone's going to walk around the island they need to do it the same way as me so that's the way we did it on the very first round the island with Joe Yule and um, Buckle and um, Billy O'Afferty. Christian Moore. Christian. Uh, I'm trying to think of the others now. Tony. Oh, yeah, Tony. Brilliant. Amanda. Oh, yeah, Amanda Matalava. Yeah, just an amazing group of people who are all still on the island, give or take, and having an oh, amazing Jacob. time. Don't oh, yeah, get Jacob. Jacob on his phone. Yeah, yeah Jacob, who didn't stop. <laughs> At the back sell- of the Rat Pack. Buying and selling his shares on his phone the whole trip. <laughs> 
Um, but it was an amazing journey, and that's where it all started. And, and you did that very first trip. And but I see that the, the ante has been upped by somebody on your uh, your last latest round the island uh, walk because, you know, you just showed me a picture of someone who's actually tattooed the words ATI on their ankle. Yeah, I've been blown away by this at the on the last round the island, and we call it around the island ATI for short. About halfway around, a few of the people started saying, "Let's um, all get tattoos." And I thought it was going to be a big joke where they they were actually try, trying to find a tattoo artist to come to the finish line and give us all tattoos at the finish line. Seriously, they were all trying to find this tattoo artist. And I thought, of course, I'm going to be the um, the one who's going to go first. I'll get it done, and then all the others go laughing joke, and none of them have it. None of, none of us have. The only one having it done is me. But what actually happened is um, that didn't happen. But then one of the girls who did it actually has since then had ATI tattooed. And it's actually quite a nice um, writing. You've seen, seen the picture of it on the bottom of her ankle, which to me has blown my mind away. I mean, imagine doing something that is such a simple thing as a walk and getting so much from it that they then go and get a damn tattoo of it. I just never thought that would happen in a billion years. Do you know what I would get? I would get that tattoo because um, I'm telling you what, that is probably one of the biggest accomplishments of my physical <laughs> person's vessel in this lifetime. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ever going to walk 253 kilometres or whatever the hell it was, probably 259 after you getting lost about Roughly. 59 times. Rubbish. <laughs> I never get lost. You so got lost. Especially on the no, first one. Not. You did, Toby Clark. Good God. May, may, yeah, may you... Uh, yeah, may you be forgiven uh, you. for the fibs that you are telling on this yes. podcast. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, it's 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 no mean feat. I mean, I did zero training. Um, I just thought I'd be fit enough as a yoga teacher, but I was, I was wrong. Uh, it's mm-hmm. quite, you know, carrying 15 kilos on your back. I called it climbing Ibiza after that. There was really quite a lot of rock climbing and, uh, you know, uh, scrambling up rocks and um, mm-hmm. balancing on... Uh, you know, very fine cliff edges, and uh, you know, getting chased across land by dogs and homeowners who happen? are trying to sort of um, think, stop us. I think from... now you're making it sound <laughs> a bit more worse than it actually was, Joe. The, the rock climbing, I will admit, we got lost a few times, and on yes, two occasions I actually do remember. On two occasions, I was um, scared for a few people's lives in the group, thinking, "Oh my God, if they fall, which they're quite likely to." Um, they could die. Well, one person being held together by steel pins and the other yes. one was quite old and uh, quite large. Yes, he was indeed. And quite, very lovable. We loved very, him dearly. We were already saying this yeah. out of affection, really. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, quite an amazing achievement that we all did. And for me as well, because it's the first time I'd ever been leading a group of total misfits who were um, drinking and drugging and doing all sorts of other things just to keep going, of course. So yeah, it was oh, yeah very... and you didn't get involved in it. All of those misfits that you <laughs> no. weren't one of the come on, Dave. You don't like try and put yourself at the top of the uh, hierarchical pile. I'm, I'm still drinking just to keep <laughs> exactly. myself together. All the nerves from that damn walk. <laughs> fond memories, yes. fond fond memories. Absolutely. Um, no, it's it's just you know. I think well, we'll still be talking about it when we're uh, old and grey. We will. And uh, on our Zimmer frames, yeah. uh, gathered round the campfire, probably on the you know. Well, one Some thing I, one of... thing I'd like to do is for it's obviously coming up to tenth anniversary next year, is to I'm going to put um, an invite out to any everyone who's ever done the round the island to come and um, get yeah. back together and do a little stroll. That somewhere. is a cracking idea. Yeah, not to do the round the island, but just come together. I'm never going to do the around the island again, Toby. <laughs> Let's be realistic you here. Think you were saying only a few weeks ago you might do it again one day. 
I don't know. I never say never, but right now it's probably not my moment to do the uh, the ATI okay. uh, or get my tattoo on my bottom. Right. If you want it on your <laughs> bum, you can. Up to you. <laughs> well, you know, where are you going to get yours? I think it'd have to be on the ankle, wouldn't it? What about the sole of the foot? Or does it come off if you do that? Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know anything about tattoos. I haven't no, got one, actually. I. No, I've got to this age. Of the, have you got any tattoos? None. Not one. No. So it'd be quite an achievement to have ATI tattooed, tattooed on me. Maybe you could have it on your forehead. <laughs> that would just be stupid, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we're, not, we're here to talk about um, the fact that we are giving something away on this podcast in the old-fashioned sort of beginnings of this podcast, the whole um, first year of our presence was about exactly that giving something back to the island through the course of the wonderful guests that we have on the podcast you know the point of the reset rebel in the very first instance was to kind of give back to people that maybe needed a retreat or uh, some kind of reset in life but you know maybe they couldn't afford to come to ibiza and and buy a retreat space or um come on your walk or do lots of other different things besides um and you very kindly donated a walk around the island in our very first year of the very first podcast and we had the most amazing woman that joined us which was um yeah she's just become a very good friend of both of ours now laura yeah laura we well i suppose start a bit before that for me that you came to me and said you had this idea and i was really a bit like oh do i want to give a free place away that it's an expensive place to give away and I thought, wow, yeah, I've got so much out of walking Ibiza and you really made me think about it. So, yeah, you, you I think, brought me a beer and convinced me to... <laughs> another beer. Convinced me to give a free place away. And when we then came up with the idea, we did a podcast for it. And as far as I know, it went out. And actually, I thought we had no responses. And then you suddenly rang me up one day and said, Toby, we need to choose the winner. I was like, why, has anyone applied for it? And you said, yes, lots of people have. And anyway, we then um, sat down and had a very teary um, moment reading through all the people who were applying for it, which is everyone from, you know, people who had lost everything in their lives to lost family members, needed a new start, wanted to um, have something to boost them again. And we ended up choosing this lovely Laura from Dublin, and she'd been the victim of a hit-and-run um, accident. Well, not accident, it was the guy was very drunk and ran her against the wall and... Um, you know, I broke both of her legs and she then lost all of her childhood, all of her teen years and she was just learning to walk again and she said, um, I'd like to have the place. And we were like, really? But it's a big walk. And we met her and she was just this beautiful um, little leprechaun, um, very happy, great outlook on life, even though she'd been through what she'd been through. And she, she, the prize absolutely went to the right person. And I actually just spoke to her before we did this on WhatsApp, and she's still saying that it changed her life. In fact, we've got a little video we'll post up a bit later that says, um, you know, when she finished it, it was chapter one of her life again. And now she's continuing on. She actually works for eBay, and she's been promoted to some very good top position there. She keeps climbing through the ladder there, but it's not... I shouldn't say this probably, but she wants to do other things with her life, but it's a great stepping stone for her to do that. And she came out in the summer and she's been walking with us again. And I think you're in touch. She's actually been on one of your retreats, hasn't she? So it just felt so much the right thing to do to give back and give, some, give something away to someone that couldn't really do it. And that's why I was thinking about doing it this year. And that's when I contacted you and said, are you doing it again? And you're like, yeah, let's do it again. So here we are doing this podcast. Here we are again. Happy yeah. as can be. Um, <laughs> yes, it's... I don't know, really. It, just the whole story touched my heart with um, with Laura last year, for sure. Because 
for someone to tell you that they've been sort of mowed down by a hit and run driver mm. and you know they've kind of lost their whole life and their whole childhood and their whole hope of mm-hmm. of ever really you know getting back their mojo and their zest for life and really ever really kind of you know believing that they're ever going to achieve their wildest hopes in this lifetime mm-hmm. is kind of amazing and I just you know obviously was here to meet her when she first yeah, came yeah. off the plane and we went mm-hmm. out for a little cheeky night out before the, the walk began you went you took a clubbing <clears> to <throat> a secret cave in a raven a cave it wasn't actually it was a it was a little world the unplugged the gig. night before around the island it was not a rave in a and cave she, and she turned up hung over <laughs> I remember well I didn't force all the mescals down her face but we did go to a world unplugged gig which mm. is a very cool acoustic didn't music night going somewhere that night as well we won't make maybe I couldn't possibly move, move we couldn't possibly yes. go further yeah, into the story but she did I did take her out yeah. uh, as a very um, nice little cheeky surprise when she first got here and it was just so nice to spend a little bit of time with mm-hmm. her before you um, obviously kidnapped her for 12 days on around the island and um, also got her very drunk on several occasions <laughs> yes I wasn't the only one guilty for that <laughs> you know it's not a purist kind of experience this round the island it's a very healing journey and it'll give you a lot of answers and a lot of time to mm-hmm. consider and think about what's going on in your life and a, an amazing sort of opportunity to step back and also to step forward without sounding too cheesy into yeah. kind of like a new path I think uh, a it just gives you so much strength, you know. I, I just felt so strong after that walk. I felt like I, you know, could conquer the world because, you know, it really was hard. And um, doing it was a struggle. And I think to have completed it as you, you know, when you complete really, really challenging things and it really takes it out of you, you do feel like you can do anything. And I think that's exactly what Laura was left with in the aftermath of that walk. It was very much a, she got her life back and she felt like, you know, she was so strong after that walk that she realised that actually she was back. Uh, and that's exactly what Karam, who was one of the, the guys on our very first walk, said those exact words. He was like, you know, this is step one again. Like, I'm back in my body. My life is about to re-begin. And for me, that was just the most powerful thing he could ever have said to me. Um, and I felt exactly the same. And I think that everybody that does do it does feel like you know they really are ready to um, do anything take on the world so it's a, it's a great 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 gift um, and I'm just like over the moon that um, that you're up for, for giving it back again to somebody that needs it and who maybe can't afford to go on the real the real walk around the island how many people are you taking this year? I'm now only take maximum of 12 people plus me so 13 in total plus do the walk around the island and what happened actually was on the last round the island um, when Laura did it, we then finished it, and then I've since done around the island Menorca, and basically around the island Menorca was nearly all people that had done Formentera Ibiza before. Some of them had done Ibiza twice before, and I was doing the around the island. They're all become really good friends, and we're doing this great adventure of walking around Menorca, which is incredible. Again, nine days walk around that island, and I was walking around chatting to people, saying, "Hey, what I'd love to do is find a sponsor." I was thinking I need to find a big corporate sponsor to, to sponsor one place free every year, and they get a bit of a publicity from it. And two, um, um, two of the people in the group said, I would sponsor someone. And I, it was dumbfounding me again to think, I never thought of asking individuals who had done the round the island already to dig into their pockets. Some of them have, have a bit of spare cash, maybe, to then actually offer to sponsor, they sponsor a person to do the round the island. And it was suddenly genius. And this lovely um, girl, Debbie, from Scotland 
said she would sponsor someone to do it so that's why we're here because she's going to pay for someone to do it this year which for me is just incredible how sort of what someone people have got so much out of it that they then want to give back and help someone else do it so that that's why we're here because someone on the island on the around the island walk offered to, to pay for someone else to go on it right. which i think is beautiful to pay it forward and and give someone the opportunity and from watching how much laura got out of it just mind-blowing she really did gave us so much you say energy like it does to all the people who do it lots of energy and lots of kids running around here now uh oh actually just one <laughs> but they're spanish so they make lots of noise uh yeah and to be able to offer something that is so life-changing and it's so simple it's going for a walk it's a long walk but it is something so simple you know people think to change your life you have to go and climb everest or you have to spend millions on therapy or stuff you actually don't just go for a damn walk whether it's a short one or a long one whatever it is take a walk the more you walk the better you feel the healthier you are um, the more content you are the better you sleep the better you want to eat it's just that the whole thing goes hand in hand and for me to offer that to someone now is is mind-blowing to me so i love doing it it is it is an amazing thing just to get into nature i mean we all know you know this kind of grounding idea that we've talked about before on the podcast mm-hmm. and this you know concept of, of earthing and really getting kind of connected to your environment and you know you can't do that when you're in kind of concrete walls and you're connected with this laptop mm-hmm. and phone constantly to your fingertips once you get like into um the woods and you know the views and the vistas and the mountains and the the landscapes that you get to witness i mean that's the reason i moved to ibiza i did your walk in my first six months of arriving here i arrived in the march i did that in the october and that was it i fell in love with every inch of the island and i i knew that i was never leaving so i think it is you know a great great way for people to not just sort of see the island but really experience every little inch of it and really fall in love with it and kind of get to grips with everything that it has to offer which is so much more than people expect ibiza to be so i think yeah thank god for debbie debbie sounds like a legend she is she's absolutely the most gorgeous um soul and she's a great smiler she's always smiling on the walks she's a little bundle of energy and love and she's in a position herself that she wants to give something back so for me it's amazing and she's actually done round the island twice ibiza she's done formentera once and menorca once that's how much of the bug she's got so once you start walking around islands they sort of become a bit of a you look at them and go "Mm, i want to walk around that one now and that one now so it's great when people give me a bit of a challenge and say come on toby we've done um abitha formentera and menorca what are we going to do next so i have got i've got my eye at the moment on mallorca but it's a bit big (laughs) and i think if you do mallorca i will come again i'd love to go i really would love like it's a beautiful island but i mean how many kilometers is that it's about 700 kilometers so I think it'd take about a month. So yeah, it's a bit bit of a long one that one. <laughs> it started on Ibiza, on a whim of me walking around the island with my infamous one euro and the tenth anniversary walk. Actually, rather exciting. I can announce now as well, if you like, is um, I'm hoping and I, we've just put it out and we've got someone interested in doing it to make a movie. So it's a movie following the people who do the round the island walk and the journey that people go through and that's hopefully going to be the 20 October 2020 walk it'll be um, filmed and probably made into a docu-series or something like that of the journey that people go and also visiting and interviewing people that have done it in the past and how it changed their life so I'm sure you'll be 
in that movie, Joe. And we've, we've, we've got some interest in it, but if you are a movie maker listening to this or a documentary maker and you're interested in doing something with it, then um, let us know because it's, it's going to be an amazing thing to interview some of the people that have done it years ago, including um, Lara, who's just done it and changed her life and your life. and Joe Laura. Buck, sorry, Laura. <laughs> Forgotten I've forgotten her name now. Yeah. Then he had half a beer. It's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just think it's such a life-changing thing. And walking is really so out there at the moment with this route to Santiago and all these famous walks. So people really are getting this bug to do it and realising what a difference it makes. So I think it's ripe for a, a movie. And also what is really important to me is that there's a true movie that shows the true other side of Ibiza. There's, no, there's been no movie ever made, as far as I know, not in English anyway that I know of, that's really showing the other side of Ibiza and what Ibiza has to offer to people. There's thousands, of, not thousands, but there's plenty of movies about getting drunk and pissed and falling over and puking up. And even the silent movie, which has just come out, um, Julian's movie, is an incredible movie, but it's really about drugs and rock and roll and partying. So I, even though I do feature in it a little bit, um, I was going to just drop that in, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I saw it premiering on BBC Four, and I happened Three. to be in England. Four, it was on BBC Four. I was there with my dad, with his, uh, uh, you know, magnum ice cream and his bib on his uh, on his uh, chest, okay. and I definitely was watching BBC Four. And you, and it couldn't actually, you managed to get into everything, Toby. You have yeah. the best PR team in the world. It's quite <laughs> incredible. I have no PR team. It just seems to happen, and I come, I come back to that same thing where <clears throat> sometimes when you don't push things, then they just do what you do say what you say and then people come and find you mm. someone actually said to me the other day on my um, publicity Instagram that I never actually say come on a walk to anyone all I'm doing is posting what I'm doing and then people come which I never actually realised that's what I do before apparently that's what I do I don't say you must come on a walk or must do this or come on a walk it's amazing I just post what I do and people love it and then come it's, it's a pretty awesome destination to showcase. I mean, you know, the beauty here and the aesthetics as you go on a walk are quite mind-boggling. I did see a live that you did the other day in the, um, is it the something of light, the tunnel of light, the, the cave of light? The cave of light, yeah. The, yeah, the cave of light I only found about four years ago now. And one of my guides, Simon, hello, Simon I think Simon will be watching this, but hello, Simon. He's a um, freediving instructor, so he said, hey, do you want me to, to di help you dive into the Cave of Light, which is basically this big sunken hole. It used to be a cave, but the roof's caved in many, many thousands of years ago, and you can um, jump into it, but then when you're in it, you're surrounded by rock, and then the only way out is to swim out and underneath this um, sort of cave thing, then you come out in the, o in the ocean, and you can climb up this rope, but it's really, really dangerous and difficult, so I only let people swim out underneath. And when I did it for the first time, it was just one of those amazing things I'll remember till the day I die. It was just so phenomenal to swim under this, um, yeah, into this cave and you come up and the, what happens is the sunlight comes down and then lights up the cave with its rays of light. And it's just mind-blowing. Something actually quite cool happened there about three weeks ago now. I had this beautiful family from Australia and they came, they um, booked for me to do it and we organised it all so it was a really hard walk down and I've got this underwater camera thing so I took it along with me thinking I'll film it and of course what normally happens with all these things is you film it and then you never don't do anything, anything with it but on their walk, not she didn't do that walk, was this, their lovely daughter and she was um, just getting into making movies so I filmed it all and her dad diving through and everything and jumping and everything and then I saw her on the next walk and she goes hey send me the 
um, all the footage and I'll make a video of it for you and she's only 13 bless her and now I've got these two beautiful videos of the, of the trip so it just goes to show again I just took the camera I thought I'll probably never do anything with it but then magic happened and I was sent to a, a, a wee little young filmmaker is that the one that you put on your Instagram? I haven't actually put it on yet I've, I've got it but I wanted to do a bit of a special launch on it probably over this weekend because they're really beautiful um, like one minute clips but they're proper little movies so I want to save that for a special launch, which I might do this weekend. Amazing. Can't mm. wait to see that. I mean, yeah, that was a tough walk down there when I came on that walk as Very well. I remember tough. it's, uh, it's yeah. not an easy one to get to, that one, for imagine, sure. Imagine going back up. It was the middle of August. So we went down because we wanted to be there for the light going in the cave. So we arrived there at one o'clock and we're walking back up at three. It was very, 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 very hot. Very sweaty, and you probably had about five beers when you got to the end of it. <laughs> I think five litres of water. <laughs> so what are you looking to get out of this year's Around the Island? It's like, what, the second one that you've done this year? You only do two per year. Mm. Yeah, two a year. We did a, we did one in, um, it was actually May, the end of May, the latest we've ever done it in the beginning of the season. Absolutely beautiful. There were eight girls and one guy who happened to be gay, so we had nine girls on it, and it was just the most beautiful bunch of people ever. Um, every, I know they say this every time, but it really was a beautiful bunch you of did. people. Yeah, you were. You, your group was the best as well. But one of them's got a tattoo, and one of them's made some jewellery out of the little crystals we found at Crystal Coast, and I think that's pretty special that um, that group's done that. And as with many of the groups, we're still together and talking and chatting and doing things and meeting up and that. But for this one, yeah, this is the October one, so this is the, my sort of baby, if you like, is where it all started. <laughs> the beer gas is... Yeah. Uh, you've got a bit of a <laughs> reflux problem there, Toby. Not breathing enough, Joe. Mm. Um, yeah, and this October one is my little baby, if you like. It's where I started doing it in October all those years ago. So I lead the whole October walks all the time. In the May one, we shared it um, with me and Simon guiding it. And for me, this one is, is going to be the ninth time that I've walked around the island, which is quite mind-blowingly crazy. And I just love the journey. I love the journey myself, for me, for the sort of... It marks the end of the season for me once I've finished it at the end of October, which is later than everyone else, because most people finish the season end of August, September, and I'm still going at the end of October. And I just love seeing the journey people go on. I love that first time you sit down around the table and you meet everyone and everyone starts making their assumptions and everyone says you shouldn't assume but you all do and you start making judgments about people and then slowly over the days the people start to reveal themselves and you, you start to see the real true people coming through and sometimes it's not the great sides that come through of course because people are tired, knackered, hungry, thirsty and everything else but normally by about day 8 as you probably remember the whole group comes together and everyone's um, laughing and joking and it just becomes a beautiful family so I'm, I'm super looking forward to it again. I bet. I just think it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. How do you prepare for that walk these days? What are your little tips and tricks that you've learned over the years? What are the sort of five essential items that you always take with you? The five essential items I take with me are my toe socks. I have these socks that go into your toes like hand gloves, but they go over your toes. They're the best thing I've found for, for preventing blisters. Would have been very good for you, Joe. <laughs> Uh, second thing um, sunblock for the lips because everyone always ends up with big blisters on their lips they look like the whole group's got herpes but it's because the sun's so strong <laughs> that um, the lips aren't used to being in the sun all the time so lip, lip block um, a good head torch I brought a brand new head torch this morning I can shine it about 500 metres and blind everyone 
So that would be good. A good head torch. A good sleeping bag to keep warm at night because actually the nights in October are a bit chilly. And of course, most essentially, a good bottle of red wine every night. <laughs> the, <laughs> the essentials of Vita. Yeah, that sounds like a good list, actually. Hang on. Okay, so let's, let, let's get to the crux of today's okay. show, which mm-hmm. uh, is clearly giving back to the island. And I think, you know, as I was kind of pondering this podcast the other day and, and the fact that you decided to, to go for it again and give, give us another place on the Round the Island walk, mm-hmm. I think, you know, why is it that you feel that you want to give back to this island? What is it that this island gives you? Wow, what does it give me? Well, I was born here, so it's given me my birthright. Muchas gracias. Oh, beer has arrived. <laughs> two, more, two more beverages. Thank you very much. Gracias. We'll put them. We'll put them in view on Instagram. Cheers. Very cool. Um, Beef has given me life because I was born here, so I'm rather blessed with that. I'm rather blessed to my mum and dad for coming here as hippies in the late '60s, and then I popped out. So rather lucky for that. He gave me an amazing childhood, the most blessed childhood. I know not everyone has a great childhood, but I was running around in the mountains back then and free of worry, free of crime and criminals and all that sort of stuff, not um, under any restrictions or anything, I think, because most parents are very fearful of something happening to their kids, so they try and hold them in too much, whereas our kids just said, hey, go and do whatever you want. So I had freedom as a child, and I've still got freedom now. And that's because it's a bubble here, and basically there's not really anything that dangerous that you have to really worry about, apart from jellyfish. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the jellyfish are a little, little um, bastards. But um, hopefully, they'll start to disappear when they know humans don't want them anymore. So they'll disappear. Next time, we won't have any. You know, I've just been to Croatia. Not one jellyfish. Mm. How does that work? Anyway, I, I just don't understand it. It's quite unfortunate. Yeah. I think because of all the shit that we put in the sea here. Well, that's a possibility. We mm. need to talk about that another time. Yeah, that's another time, another conversation. Yeah, and then it gave me a, a, an amazing, te- amazing teenage years here. I, I moved back to England when I was 10, but I started coming on a holiday here, my first holiday as a teenager. I didn't go to San Antonio. I went to Escanar, funnily enough, with my great um, half-brother, Adrian, who I do. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do Instagram. I don't think he does, but anyway. Um, we had some great holidays here the first sort of time getting drunk and all those sort of first time things happened for me here on Ibiza which was again amazing and then when I decided to move back here which is what 10 years which is now yeah, about 10 years ago next year it just gave me again it gave me the idea to go walking it gave me the idea to just follow a passion it, it just um, opened up everything for me as I came into it and I'm, I feel very blessed that it's done that for me because as you said at the beginning not everyone finds it so easy to actually make a living here to settle down here to integrate into the local community and this bar here Cancronay I don't come here that much I come here know, once or twice a week but they're just so lovely here that's not that much you practically <laughs> no. live here Toby well, I live at the top of, at the end of the road but um yeah, some people come here every single night, like Simon over there. Simon Salt probably comes here every day. <laughs> but um, just we come here for dinner with a family, and they know my mum. My brother's living here over the summer this year. So we have meals here sometimes, and it's just so beautiful that they come in and go, hey, Toby, and they know what I do. I'm blessing Vincent in the shop here. Absolutely, every time I go in there, what walk are you doing? What, where have you been? What have you been doing? And he's just so interested in what I'm doing because that's what he loves doing, exploring. He loves the island, and it's his island as well. So for me, that's what's so amazing. It's given me, given me a, 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 an amazing life, and I had a life before this, and I was very happy for, through much of it. But um, this really, I feel like now I'm really, truly living my life. Whereas before I was just having a life and now I'm living it. That's beautiful. I actually feel exactly the same. And this week has shone a big fat spotlight on exactly, yeah, 
how not to feel like you're actually experiencing all the joys that this island has to offer and that mm-hmm. is you know getting stuck in a in a four-walled cement existence and um even under your you bed just, sheet well even under my bed sheet as yeah. i was recording audio it was mm-hmm. like you know hot as balls and you know i'm literally sitting in front of a bright white screen mm. And I just don't, you know, it's not good for anybody. None of us were born to sit, you know, and that's why your walks is just such an amazingly healing medicine for mm. everybody because, mm. you know, it's such a simple, obvious thing to do. But sometimes, I think what I've noticed, I mean, this is a bit of a confession for me, I suppose, is that um, if I don't get up and move first thing when I wake up, if I don't literally get up, put my trainers on and go, mm-hmm. then I can actually have this thing where I can't leave the house, like, for the whole day, mm-hmm. and I get stuck. And I have all these good intentions, but if I don't actually just get up and go when I wake up, then I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that for a really long time, and it's happened to me a couple of times this week, and it's so weird. It's such a strange thing. It's not because I'm scared to go out. It's just like I just can't. I can't leave the house. I don't know. It's a very odd thing. And I'm only talking about it because I, I know that there's other people out there that have the same thing. And I've, t- I've spoken to people about it in the past. I haven't had it for such a long time. And I know that, you know, once you're seeing that email in front of you about what Walking Ibiza is doing this weekend or, you know, uh, the events that you've got going on or the emails that I get in my inbox every day or every week about all the things that you've got coming up I think oh there we go I'm going to join a walk and you know you're just providing people with the motivation to get out the door meet amazing people like-minded people and to connect to other human beings and get some exercise yeah totally for me it started years ago with me walking around the island but then I started this community walk so now unbelievably well in the summer we do two community walks a week in the winter we'll up them to four again and they're open to anyone who wants to come along and they're just 10 euros per person and what can you really do in life these days for 10 euros I think a beer here is 3 euros so 3 beers in and you could have gone on a 4 or 5 good job you're paying Toby (laughs) you you wish and for me (laughs) that's um, that's what I love I love giving back I do a lot a lot a lot of private walks which is where I sort of make most of my money the community walks take a lot of time and effort to put on with having different guides and everything but for me that's where I started it that's the core of the business that's is giving back to people who might not be able to afford a private walk and they can come on it every week if they want and it's only 10 euros a time they get to meet other people they get to see a part of a beef they might not know they get to learn about the herbs all the different trees and the plants and the animals and great stories and for me that's what is that's what walking beef is about is giving back to everyone from you know the person that 10 euros is quite a bit of money to them to honestly this summer i've done mind-blowing walks for people who have as much money as the whole of spain i think you know it 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 blows my mind every time the different sort of people that want to come walking and the size of their boats that they have i mean some of these walks i've done this year and the size of their yachts is just crazy how much do you charge that uh, do you do you put the prices up for those kinds of kind of individuals no actually unbelievably i don't <laughs> which I is, find that hard to believe which is how the prices are on the Such website an industrious man but i think that's why um you know why if someone's got a lot of money why should you charge them more i i totally agree with you but i you know lots of other people do it from other you know other uh, businesses so i just i just you know it's a, a question of intrigue but normally the tip they give you um makes up for it but let's move on to our reason for this particular edition of the show which is of course that we are going to give something back through you as we have done on last year's show mm-hmm. so tell us what is going on yeah so what i'd like to do again this year 
and it was your inspiration last year that started this, is to give a place away for free again on the round the island. And this year, as we said already, is blessed to be sponsored by the lovely little Debbie from Scotland. So she's giving the, the funds to put into the pot. And it's actually Dominic as well. Dominic has also put some money in who he did the walk. Excuse me. Dominic did the walk last year as well, and he's put a few bit of funds in as well to help fund it. So it's Dominic and Debbie that are going to be funding this round the island place. And it's enabled um, Walking Beat to be able to give a place away for free. So what I want to do is to put it out to you all on Instagram and you on the podcast. If you are yourself... Um, someone who thinks you would like to do the round the island and you might not have the money to do it or you might not be in a position at the moment to be able to do it then write in to Joe at, at the Reset Rebel and come and find us on Instagram as well come and follow us yeah and it's really someone who has been through a bit of shit in their life and shit can mean anything different to every person you know some someone shit is that they've stabbed their toe and lost their nail varnish another's one is that they got hit and run and nearly lost both their legs like um, Laura did last year or what quite often happens in these cases is it's not you but you know someone who might not you've even watched um, Instagram or listened to the podcast but you know someone who would really 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 benefit from having this time out um, to reset their life and to do something that will push them but at the end of it will give them so much that they will know to reset their life, start their life again, start their chapter one again to enable them to move on to a better place in their life. And that's, that's what we're looking for. Someone who will really benefit from it, might not have the funds or being in a shitty place, something like that. And the whole trip is paid for apart from the flight to get here or the flight or the boat or the bike or the walk, whatever you're going to do to get to Ibiza. We ask the person's got to pay for that because we. I, I personally feel that if you give something totally away for free, they can lose, it can lose its value. So the person's got to get here. But once they're here, apart from a few coffees and teas and things on the actual walk, everything's paid for. So that's what we're looking to do. Yeah, I think, you know, it doesn't necessarily, if you're thinking, oh my God, would I qualify? You know, it doesn't have to be for you. It could be for... Um, you know, your mum or your brother or your auntie or your work colleague or somebody that you know um, in your immediate environment that is suffering and who's maybe really stressed or has lost a loved one or a partner. I don't know, maybe they're in Heartbreak Hotel or there's just a million other things that could be afflicting that person, maybe suffering from anxiety or depression. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of people in a lot of pain that maybe just can't really afford the elite kind of system of retreat uh, life um, in Ibiza. And I think that this is just such an amazing thing to be able to do for somebody. Um, so if you can think of somebody that you think would be um, a good person to, to send on this walk, we'd love to hear from you. So you need to just write us a little email to justthegoodnewsplease at gmail.com um, and or write to toby at walkingibiza.com um, either of us and just give us um, a little synopsis of what's going on for you or that person why you think that they deserve to come and join us or join Toby um, on the island for that round the island walk and I think you know the benefits are yeah they're really really amazing and I think that it will be just a, a magical gift to be giving away together here on the Reset yeah. Rebel podcast once again yeah and we'll post a little video from the winner of last year she did it on the last um, evening before we went out for a celebration dinner I'll post a video of that up after this so you can see how emotional and the amazing change it made in her life 
and actually I've never actually truly written it down but I truly believe that over half the people that have come on the Round the Island Walk has changed their life in some way. The other half come on it, they go back and carry on what they're doing. But the other half come on it, I've been blamed for many relationships being split up. I've been blamed by companies for people leaving companies because they're not doing what they want to do. But from the people that have made those changes, I've been given a big um, thumbs up that they have only made those changes because of the because of the Round the Island Walk. You know, they've, they've moved jobs, they've followed their passion, they've changed their lifestyle, they've moved countries, they've got tattoos, <laughs> all, all sorts of different things. So it, it really is a life-changing walk. And when whoever is going to be the winner, when we sit down on the first Sunday, which, by the way, the dates are the 7th of October... That would help. That's very helpful, yeah. Toby. Yes, so you yeah. have to arrive on the 6th of October to start the induction day on the 7th of October. And the last day, now I've done well, forgotten the last day. I think it's the Friday the 18th, would it be? It would be 12 days after the 17th, yeah. so the 19th. Right. Nin- so Friday the 19th is the last day. I think Toby's had day. too much beer. Yeah. <laughs> Friday the 19th <laughs> is the last day. And we have a big celebration dinner the Friday the 19th. So you want to be able to fly out on Saturday the 20th or Sunday the 21st. And it's an amazing, incredible experience that has changed many lives, and I'm so happy to be giving one wee little place, in the words of Debbie, who's helping fund it, to someone who really needs it at this moment in time. So it's not that long before, it's, I think it's about five weeks away at the moment. So if you do know someone or it is you, please send it in straight away. Don't hang around, don't wait around, because remember, you've got to get the time off work as well. You've got to be able to take that time off work, or if you're not working, get that time away, house, whatever you need to do to, to, to get here to be able to do the incredible experience. Well, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. And, um, yeah, I just really want to say um, a massive, massive, massive thank you to Debbie. I don't know if Debbie's watching, or Debbie might be watching this after uh, the recording ends, because I can't see her on the list of people that are watching, but... We love you, Debbie. You're an angel. And um, thank you so, so much for, for paying for this for somebody. Um, that's just the most beautiful gift. So, yeah, I think that um, neatly wraps up today's podcast. Um, unless there's anything else you wanted to add? No, I just want to thank you, Joe. You were the one who instigated this um, last year. And if you hadn't instigated it, I wouldn't be doing it this year. So you should give yourself a big pat on the back, or I'll give you one as well. Pass on the back, Joe, <laughs> for instigating such a wonderful thing. And if there's anyone out there listening or watching who does something on a beta, or doesn't even have to be on a beta, I don't think, who wants to give something, give something back, then get in touch with Joe. And whether it's give a free massage to someone, or give away an amazing two-week retreat somewhere, or whatever it might be, I think if you give, then so much more comes back. And that's what's happened to me by giving this place away. I've not only got back, um, I don't know if I've actually received any money from it at all in a monetary term, but I've got so much back um, to my soul, you know, to feed the soul and to go, wow, I'm in such a privileged position to be able to give a free place away. And I could sell the place and um, make some more money, but for me it's like, no, let's just give one place away. You know, I'm making some okay money anyway. And if you're in that same position and want to give a place away on something that you do, then get in touch because it's so beautiful to give back to land people community and make it make a difference in your own little way to the world it kind of feels a bit selfish in some way because i think that the, the amount of pleasure that you get back 
from giving that gift away is um, is massive. And I actually started this podcast last year because I yeah lost my way a little bit and I really just wanted to be doing something that set my soul on fire while I was working out what I was going to do next. And, you know, it was a great thing to do for, you know, most of last year, really, before I really figured out that podcasting was really what I wanted to be doing all the time, obviously with a, a background in radio. And I think I finally, you know, really gotten into a place now where, well, anyway, I'm ridiculously busy. And that's why this podcast doesn't go out as much as it should. But I, you know, I'm loving, loving, loving having found my passion again for something that kind of fires other people up and lets them find their voice. Tell what you're doing now. What am I doing now? What podcast? Talking to you. <laughs> but what? Because you followed your passion finally after me telling you um, nine years ago. Who, whose podcast are you doing now? Yes, I the, am doing the, the Evening Standard Joe is News. Now the voice <laughs> of the Evening Standard in London. Yes. So if you go online, which I did the other day, and listen to your beautiful voice, I'm reading the news. Yeah, no, the, the yeah. There's a lot of clients out there. It's going yeah, it's going really really well. And but you know, I think sometimes when you get stuck and you really don't know what to do just do something for somebody else that's the conclusion that I came to I was like I don't know what to do with my life now I've literally closed my business and I you know felt really sad and a bit like lost and I think when you don't know what else to do then just help somebody else until you figure it out and that was the best solution I could come to and um, it has really made me so happy and to have Laura on my retreat in May when she came out here the lady that won the um, around the island walk last year and to have you know almost a week in her company she actually came and stayed at my house as well of course we went out and had a little cheeky night out um, but you know she's just gorgeous in fact she came over in the summer as well with her mum and I and I met up with them and went to the beach for the day and she's just a beautiful beautiful human and you know it's so lovely to have her in my life so I have met some incredible people through giving back on this podcast so um yeah it is a selfish gift in some ways because you do get so much from it uh, but do feel free as I said to, to recommend somebody write us a little email to just the good news please at gmail.com or toby at walking and tell us why you want to give something back or you know recommend yourself or somebody else um, and we'll be in touch. And I think I'm just going to finish on, it is actually my birthday this week. Okay. <coughs> so, <Uh-oh. laughs> I, I love receiving lots of presents, but how, what a better, it just feels very um, wonderful to be able to actually give a huge present to someone else this week. And I actually hadn't thought of that, that it's actually going to be my birthday week when hopefully I'll be giving away this place to someone who really needs it and deserves it and I don't really need any presents I've, I live a very beautiful wonderful life I love presents but I don't need them probably unless it's going to be a big super or something um, but I'm very privileged in the life that I lead and it gives gives me yeah it makes me feel really nice to be able to give such a huge present to someone else so happy birthday to me and happy birthday present to someone else. Well, happy birthday to all of us, really, for, yeah, yeah just living here and I think just changing the game and resetting our lives to live one that we don't necessarily need to take a holiday from. That's something else I was thinking about the other day because I feel like I need a bloody... I tell you, what, one week of sitting on my butt and broadcasting non-stop for 12 hours a day, I'm, I'm fin- finished. But... I know what, exactly what I'm going to do this weekend, and that is hike my tail off all day tomorrow and probably all day Sunday to try and reset myself. That is the only way I'm going to feel good again. And um, that's what the wonderful thing about, you know, your well, little around the island walk is. Go on. May I invite you kayaking on Sunday evening? Invite me? What does yes, that mean? That Would mean, I like to come, or are you going to pay for me to come? That means I'm going to pay for you to come. <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah, I'd love to come. <laughs> yeah. Sunday evening, we're getting towards the end of the season. 
um, I'm leading the kayak trip on Sunday, so why don't you come along and enjoy kayaking on Sunday? Oh my God, Toby Clark, that's the best offer I've had all day. Thank you so much, I bloody need it as well. I really do need to get on the water and out into nature, so is that a Benaras? Well, we start at San Miguel and go around to Benaras Beach for the drumming. And we do a little hippie ceremony at sunset. It's a very beautiful, wonderful trip, going to some caves and stuff, swimming, snorkeling. It's a very nice trip. Done, done and done. I would love to. Thank you very much. It's a very kind offer. I'll buy the beers for your birthday then. How's that? Okay, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful little swap shop this has become. Friday night party at Cancarune, which I have to say... um, it's really funny because before I moved to this neck of the woods on the island, I didn't like this place. I just thought, oh my God, what a bunch of local schmokel, expat, blah, 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 blahs. And I now come here quite often in the morning just to sit and actually listen to Spanish people talking because like the Galia Seville were in here this morning. All the real people that actually live here and have done for a really long time that aren't just expats. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, it actually makes me feel like I'm living in Spain, which, you know, is the reason I moved here. And it just it has such a beautiful sense of community here. And that's what I really, really love. You can't really sit here for longer than five minutes on your own doing anything uh, before somebody will come along and start yeah. chatting to you. And it's, it's, just like it's a gorgeous place to hang out. So if you are coming to Ibiza this summer, make a little trip um, up to the north on the road to Benaras from San Juan. A little shortcut. It's on the corner and it's um, a really nice family. Who, who owns this place? Um, the family is in the Cancarone family who have a global, global empire now. <laughs> the son has the built the um, gardening company. He now runs it. The father's retired into the shop next door. Great shop next door with bio products, and they've really um, lovely. And Fanny's in there. And it's just Fanny's great... in there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I, I never used to be able to say that with a straight face, but now I can <laughs> because I've got used to saying it. <laughs> they've got Fanny's in there. I was like, not the no, last time one. I checked. Just Fanny. That's it. <laughs> just the one Fanny. Just the one. Excellent. And she's lovely and sweet and just got a name that's a bit funny. I, I really love the people in there and I always have a nice chat to them in my very, uh, yeah, interesting Spanish. Mm-hmm. On a, well, in the morning I pop in there and pick up a few bits and bobs, come here for a coffee. That's my routine and I really, really, really love it. And often I think, oh, I bother to go over there for a coffee. I just have a coffee at home. But I come here and I make the effort and I chat in Spanish and I speak to people and I make the effort and um, I always feel leaving, yeah, like I really am living the dream in a different country, which is kind of what I always wanted. Very true. Live the dream. But if you live it, you've got to be it. Well, indeed. They say, be the change you wish to see in the world. What's yours? Uh, what's, what's yours? I think Gandhi said that. Well, obviously. But what was the change that you want to see in the world? Oof. Everyone go walking. Well, I think if everyone did, you know, we'd be in a much more... Um, I mean, I was only, you know, really to bore on now. But when I was doing the news today... And I was seeing that the Great Barrier Reef is basically been changed from the condition of poor to very poor. And that comes from, you know, obviously climate change and global warming. So, you know, obviously warmer waters kill off coral reef. But, you know, there is a lot of damage going on on this planet because people aren't connected to nature. They don't Mm -hmm. actually get off their butts and actually go and connect to it and see (laughs) it, witness it, go out, walk in it, get amongst it, you know. And that's, that's the problem. There's too many people, like I experienced this week, getting in a concrete jungle, and they just, you know, they do do things that aren't beneficial for the rest of us because they're not, they're just not feeling it. They don't, they see it on a screen, but they don't actually really, really see it with their own eyes. And I think that's, it's so easy to disconnect for something when it's not actually affecting you personally. Like, you know, so easy just to take the trash out and not recycle because you can't see the effect of all that plastic and all that landfill and all those gases and all that, you know 
stuff that infiltrates and affects the rest of the world. Are you, are you not vegetarian or anything, are you? I am vegetarian, yes. Are you? Yeah. Are you really? I've been for a couple of years now, yeah. Okay. Wow, what brought that on? Uh, it was actually the film, and if you haven't seen the film, it's called What the Hell. It is on Netflix that everyone in the world seems to be part of now. And it's actually that film that changed me to be um, a vegetarian. And burp a lot of gas in my face. Thank you, Toby Clark. Yeah. What a wonderful Friday I'm having. <laughs> now, I mean, what, you know, obviously there's, um, you know, we've got these Amazon fires raging, you know, raging in Brazil in terms of clearance. And one would assume, you know, the Brazilian president is kind of clearing that all up because he's trying to get more cattle and get more um, produce and make more money. You know, Brazil is a, is a place where they sell a lot of uh, meat and they have a lot of meat and it's very high quality. But ultimately, you know, the offspin from that um, is, you know, us having less gases to sort out the bad gases and less air for us to breathe that's healthy and well. And, the, you know, the ozone is getting affected, the environment is getting really screwed up and it's, you know, without getting our high horses on a Friday night, it is worrying. It's really worrying, isn't it, that, you know, things are... I think people just moving away from their connection to nature is just distancing and disconnecting them in a way that they just care less. Mm-hmm. Uh, do that would be care? my main thing about why we should walk more. Ah. Do, do people care less or care more? There certainly seems to be more people, especially when you're on Ibiza, caring for the environment. Doing, there's a beach clean-up seems to go on every day or twice a day these days cleaning up some beach and picking up cigarette butts and doing all that sort of stuff and not having straws and changing um, single-use plastic cups for multi-use plastic cups and all sorts of great little initiatives going on. But it's a lot of it is just for media and for people doing something like giving up a straw. I know it does make a little difference in plastic cups, but then everyone seems to be missing the huge points like the biggest loads of plastic in our sea is fishing nets. Mm. Over 50% of it is nylon fishing nets, which have been dumped in the sea for the last 20, 30 years, and they're still doing the same thing. You know, and how do you stop fishermen using nylon fishing nets? They're so much better than rope. You know, so are they ever really going to change from that? And they get stuck on the bottom and they dump them in the sea and then they get caught in all the turtles and blah, 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 blah. And it goes on and on and on and on. And you can be so negative about everything. For me, I think it's just much, much better to look on the positive side of things. And a few amazing things have happened on Ibiza this year that we've got turtles back. Or it's the first time that anyone noticed a turtle on the beach. I don't know which. Um, but a drunken person in Plaid and Bossa actually noticed a turtle on the beach about three weeks ago and rang up the police said there's a fucking turtle here laying eggs and maybe it might have happened previous years and no one noticed and the eggs got trampled on and that was the end of it but it's also happened on Selena's beach this year and they've set up a a 24-hour watch to watch the eggs and stuff and for me that's amazing but then you think the worrying fact is is that the turtles are going to go back in the sea and then get caught in a fishing net and they die and that's the end of it but it's great I think that we have noticed them coming onto the beaches and people doing a lot to protect them and stuff like that on a bigger scale we've just got a I think that the whole big scale of the whole world imploding and dying and everything I don't think you can look at that you've just got to look at what you're doing individually and change what you're doing individually yes the recycling might not go to where you think it's going to go but just do your little thing and slowly you'll change things around you like I feel like by taking people walking and educating them about the island and what's going on and barefoot walking and just to make people in a better better headspace that is a better thing to do the trouble is if you watch the news it's all so shit and negative and bad you end up being a miserable old sod because all you're talking to everyone when you come down the bar is all the negative stuff going on in the world 
and there's actually just in Iraq over there um, I think it's one of the, the few world's only positive newspapers The Optimist it's called with all good news you know you read that you feel good read the old traditional press and you feel shit so be careful what you read be careful what you watch be careful what you take be careful of the people that you surround yourself with if you surround yourself with negative people you're going to be negative surround yourself with people that are positive spread positivity and then you'll make a change to the world whether you can make a change to the whole entire world there are a few people that can and a few people that will whether that be me who knows but people like Greta doing her thing you know, she's probably changed more people's minds than anyone in our modern time anyway you know and she's a little teenage girl you know how amazing is that who would have thought 16 that someone years old, crazy. 16 who would have thought sailed someone, into yeah, uh, from london to yeah. new york for the climate change conference yeah. <laughs> unbelievable like fascinating and brilliant that she's she got has the time a though. She hasn't got a, she's got the time though she hasn't got a job has she <laughs> but still absolutely incredible uh and those are the sort of people that are going to change the world i don't think the as for the politicians, and we're not going to get into the politicians, dump the lot of them, get rid of them all, politics doesn't work, voting doesn't work anymore, Facebook um, too influential on the whole world, so the whole system's got to change, and whether it will be by a huge nuclear bomb going off somewhere to change the whole world and flatten it and start again, or the sea levels will rise and drown everyone and the few that survive will start again, who knows? I'm not the one to decide. Well, neither am I. And, um, and on that note, I think we'll wrap up today's with Sarah Revel podcast. When, when's a bit before, off the we key get, there. <laughs> before we get on our there. high horses and gallop off into uh, the sunset of a beach on a Friday night, it's been fun as always. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting some of the things that are going on in the world right now. But, you know, staying in this bubble in Ibiza and walking and hiking and getting into nature. You know, it's a wonderful place to be and this island has so much to offer and to give a little something back. Again, we are giving back this um, wonderful walk, so please do get in touch with us. Yeah. Come and follow us on Instagram at The Reset Rebel. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you and, um, yeah, welcoming somebody here. Oh, my God, it's like almost next month. It's literally the 30th today. This, publish, yeah. this podcast will be published on Monday, which I think is the 2nd. So it is literally like, what, a month and a bit away. It is. It's about really, five, really close five now. Week, five weeks away, I think. Wow. Roughly. Exciting. Yeah. Can't wait. And as the waft of marijuana comes over the top of us, I think we should I sign off. it's time to get out of here. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. And, and me, Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. And um, like I said, if you can, drop onto iTunes, leave us a little review and some uh, five-star ratings if you feel the, uh, the urge and the calling. We'd be very, 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 very grateful. Um, and uh, yeah. Feel free to recommend away somebody that wants to come on this wonderful gift at the Round the Island Walk. Toby, thank you so much for having us uh, and hosting us here at Cancarune. And thank you, Joe Yule, for um, being the Reset Rebel and instigating the giveaway. Goodbye. Well done, us. Goodbye for now. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. Reset Rebel! Reset Rebel!